You're listening to Biztacular, Episode 2. Last week we started our Build a Business Workshop Business Startup Guide, so let's continue, shall we? Apart from stress on you, starting a business may have an impact on your family as well. It may mean less visits to Starbucks, no vacations, and cutting down on new purchases. Due to a hectic schedule, you may not be spending enough time with your wife and kids. Truth is, if this is how your life looks, you may be working too hard. Remember one thing. Family always comes first. Your family is always going to be an important source of support for you and your ventures, so make sure you make enough time to spend with them. Also make sure that you have enough time to do what you enjoy, like exercising or maybe collecting stamps. Life is short and making the most of it is very important, even to a business person. Another great question budding business people ask is whether they should buy an existing business or start a new one. Both offer their own advantages and disadvantages. When you start a business, you need to come up with an idea, plan, and also build a customer base, all from scratch. This may seem daunting to a few people. Some people want to start a business, but don't have an idea of what kind of business they want to start. Don't fret. If this is you, you have an option of buying a business. This includes buying a complete business or buying a franchise. So let's take a look at these different options. Buying an existing business. In most cases, buying an existing business is much less risky than starting one. When you buy a business, you take over an operation that's already generating cash flow and profit. Your customer base will be quite established depending on the age and reputation of the business you're buying. Most importantly, you don't need to beat your head over procedures and policies. Everything is there and ready to feast on. The only downside is price, but this won't be much of a problem as banks are ready to give finance quite easily to reputed businesses as compared to new businesses. Buying a franchise. In all parts of the world, you will definitely find one of the most famous fast food joints in history, McDonald's. You may have asked yourself, how does McDonald's have so many people and build so many restaurants? Truth is, they don't. Most of the stores you see are a result of a franchise. McDonald's gives you the license and permission to use their logo as a result of the fees you pay to them. You are responsible for making sure that quality is maintained. There are certain requirements you need to have to start your own restaurant. Let's take a look at what you need to start a McDonald's restaurant. To begin with, you need to make an initial down payment when you purchase a restaurant. 40% of the cost in case of a new one, or 25% of the cost in case of an existing one. This amount must come from non-borrowed personal resources. In general, you need about 300,000 US dollars. In addition to this, you pay a service fee, typically 4% of the total monthly sales. You must also pay rent for the land, as McDonald's usually owns the properties and acts as the landlord. When you start a franchise, you need to conduct market research. 
Failure to do so is the biggest mistake individual entrepreneurs make. By setting up a franchise in an area devoid of one, you have a higher probability of making money. This is smart thinking. That's it for this week's Build a Business Workshop. Hope you have fun building the very thing that you enjoy doing. Before the Davos business meet that happened last January, anti-poverty charity Oxfam released some quite shocking data. Apparently the world's wealthiest 1%, who had 48% of the global wealth, last year will soon have more than the other 99% by 2016. This illustrates how unequally wealth is distributed among the people in the world. The research uses data from the annual Credit Suisse Global Wealth Datebook, which gives a distribution of global wealth dating back to 2000. This data excludes wage or income. The research research also showed that the remaining 52% of global wealth, not owned by the richest 1%, is owned by those in the richest 20%. The remaining population owns just 5.5% of global wealth. The surprising thing is that anyone who has a wealth of just over half a million pounds constitutes the richest 1%. That means most of us are in the top 1%. As of now, there are 1.6 billion people who are classified as being poor, unable to get access to basic things like food, water, and shelter. This number is only going to increase if this inequality continues to grow. That's it for this week's episode. You can now follow us on Twitter at Biztacular and like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Thanks for listening to this episode and I hope to see you next week.